Amen. Okay, so um, I want to focus specifically on verse 15 there. So 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 15, which reads, But if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. And the title of my sermon today is How to Be a Good Church Member. How to be a good church member. Let's go to the Lord in a word of prayer. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for this church. Uh, please help us to all just have attentive ears, attentive hearts. Uh, help me to preach boldly, to preach preach what you want me to preach here and for people to just to, to listen and, and act upon the things that, that your word says today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, so... Look, I'm not, I'm not, this isn't to re-preach a sermon that was posted on our group the other day, although that, that is a great sermon. I'd you know, recommend anyone to listen to that. And it's not just you know, to be a lecture either, because something I was thinking about when I was thinking about this topic at church and, and how we behave in church, how we act in church, how we be good members in church is, uh, let's have a show of hands. Who actually grew up here in an IFB church? Not one person in the whole church grew up in an IFB church. Um, who grew up in a Baptist church? Not one person grew up in a Baptist church. Who grew up in any church? We've got a few people, several around, and church we use, you know, we're using inverted commas here. Okay, so few people, that handful of people have grown up in a church at all. Who's been going to a proper church for over 10 years? No one? For five years? Okay, one, two, three years. Just about, okay, again, handful of people in this whole church. So let's be honest, everyone here is relatively new to this, aren't they? Yeah. So everyone in this whole church is relatively new to this. So, um, but regardless of being new to this, being a part of a church, being part of a proper church, being a regular part of a church, you don't have to turn it, but Numbers 15, 15 says, one ordinance shall be both for you of the congregation, also for the stranger that sojourneth with you, an ordinance forever in your generation. As ye are, so shall the stranger be before the Lord. So regardless of what inexperience most people have here, we should still all behave the same way, shouldn't we? Okay, we should behave and we should act and we should be the church member that God wants us to be, yeah? Okay, now this sermon is to lay out what's expected, okay? Because like I said, a lot of people probably don't really might be sitting here thinking, well, I don't really know. I think I'm doing things right. Because it's one thing listening to sermons um, online. It's another thing to know exactly how we should behave, how we should act, things we should and shouldn't do in a church, yeah? And everyone's at different levels of that. So this sermon is to lay that out. So it's a bit of a different sermon. I don't think there's anything necessarily groundbreaking here. But I'm just going to preach what, what I know that, that myself and Pastor Thompson want from this church and how we want people to behave. And then it's up to you whether or not you want to act on that. Um, it, it, it may tread on some toes, okay? So this sermon is probably going to tread on most toes at some point during it because I'm, you know, no one here is perfect. There's going to be people, and some, some people probably have all ten toes trodden on, and some, <laughs> some, some might have just the little pinky toe, yeah? But either way, the trick is, is to listen, yeah, and, and to want to act on it because right. this is important stuff for this church to function properly, yeah? Why is it important? Because without some ground rules, some do's and don'ts in a church, we end up like the book of Judges, don't we? And, and in fact, it's mentioned twice. You don't have to turn there again. But in both Judges 17.6 and Judges 21.25, it reads, In those days there was no king in Israel, but every man did that which was right in his own eyes. How did that go for them? Not so well. There are some pretty crazy stuff going on in the book of Judges, isn't there? Okay, what's right in your eyes is different to someone else's, isn't it? 
Okay, so what's right in someone's eyes here is completely different to someone else's eyes there and different to someone else's eyes there. Okay, so it can't be what's right in your eyes, can it, for a church to run well, can it? Okay, that's not going to work. So let's start with the basics then. Let's start with the basics of fundamentals. And all I say here as well, you know, make some mental notes if there's something you're a bit unsure on. And, and look, this... This sermon, I would also probably encourage when we do get new believers and other people, come encourage them to listen to this because this is just going to set down what we expect out of this church. And look, you know, we're, we're what? What are we, 10 months in now? Coming up to 10 months? Yeah. Okay, so look, after this sermon, there shouldn't be any reason after that not to, not to be able to act upon some of this, okay? Okay, right, so the basics, the fundamentals. Are we just another Baptist church here? No, we're not another Baptist church, are we? What, what, what are we? Because there are a lot of Baptist churches in South End, aren't there? A lot of Baptist union, I think they call them. A lot of these, these so-called Baptist churches. But as we know, they're not even churches, really, are they, in God's eyes? Okay? We're not another Baptist church. We're an independent, fundamental Baptist church. Okay? And again, some people, yeah, we're saved, yeah, this is a church we go to, but do they really know what that is? What's the difference? What, what is an independent, fundamental Baptist church? And I'll deal with the new bit in a minute, okay? But let's just go with the basics. We're an independent, fundamental Baptist church. We are independent. Now, obviously, we are a satellite church, okay? And we, we are a church plant of our past. Eventually, we will be completely independent. But until then, we, we are a satellite plant of an independent church, Okay, so we come under the umbrella of an independent church. Okay, th that means we're also independent from other NIFB churches. Okay, so remember that when you're here, we're not, we're not, you know, we are independent of whatever your favourite church is and how they do things, okay? We're an independent church. Shaw Foundation Baptist Church is independent. We're a fundamental church, okay? We're a fundamental Baptist church. Basically, we believe the Bible. We believe... Yeah the Bible in this church, the fundamentals of the Bible. And again, this for most people shouldn't even be an issue, but such as salvation is grace through faith. Yeah. Okay. We believe that in this church. We know obviously verses like Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, for by grace you saved through faith. That not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works as any man should boast. Not of yourself. That means no turning from sin, no trying not to sin, none of that. That's got nothing to do with salvation. We should do that, of course, but it's got nothing to do with salvation. Obviously, everyone understands that. But with that, obviously, is once saved, always saved. That just goes, that's exactly the same, isn't it? Okay, because without once saved, always saved, you don't believe in grace through faith. To you because it doesn't matter whether it works or before or after it, it's works isn't it okay obviously words uh, verses like john 10 28 and i give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand yeah my father which gave them me is greater than all and no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand okay we believe these verses we believe the bible don't we in this church we believe the fundamentals and it starts with salvation but to be a good church member here it obviously starts with being saved doesn't it Okay, obviously starts with being saved. And look, we're going to get unsaved people in here. Okay, and that, that, that's par for the course. And of course, we want, we, we've got no problem with unsaved people coming in here. Obviously, we want to give them the gospel when they're here. Okay, we're going to have unsaved people coming in here. What we want to watch out for is heretics, though, don't we? Yeah, okay, because an heretic of the first and second admonition reject. And of course, we will admonish them first. We will try and show them. But that's what we're looking out for is heretics here. Again, we're not on a witch hunt. We're not trying to, you know, keep checking each other and everything else. But being a good church member obviously means not preaching a false gospel, yeah. okay? Amen. 
obviously means that. Okay, and it obviously means just just keeping your ear out for that. And when you hear someone doing that, not to just kind of well, I don't, I don't, you know, because it will happen with time, won't it? There will be someone. There will be some some issue come up with time. It means just coming straight to the leadership about that. Yeah. Okay. And obviously, if you're in conversation, admonish them. Yeah. But come to the leadership. It's not well. Well, you know, well, I can't get on with them, or they're quite, and they're probably just a bit muddled up. Obviously, I spoke about this last week. Okay, this is the fundamentals. That's the first part of being being, being a, a, an independent, fundamental Baptist. We believe in in the we believe the gospel, don't we? Yeah. Okay, okay, right. We believe as a fundamental Baptist church that the King James Bible is the inspired, preserved, inerrant words of God, don't we? Okay, we believe that here. I don't. I hope no one is here thinking, well, it's, you know, it's an okay translation. Probably could have improved on a few places, you know, because there was some scholar that said that actually, we, you know, those 47 plus, you know, 47 maybe once said whittled it down. Men of God actually, or maybe not men of God, but, but I tell you what, great translators with some great knowledge. Oh, well, they got this bit wrong. Look, God's clearly preserved his word, hasn't he? Okay, he's pr preserved his word in English. For us, that's the King James Bible, isn't it? Okay, we believe that here. Obviously, again, verses like Psalm 12, verse 6, the words of the Lord are pure words. As silver tried in the furnace, purified seven times, thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. We believe God when he said he preserved his word. Okay, we don't, oh, well, well, we believe it's inspired in the originals, but we don't believe the preservation part. No, God said he'd preserve it, okay? We believe him. That's, that's part of being an independent, fundamental Baptist church, yeah? We believe God, okay? We believe the fundamentals of the Bible. To be a good church member here, obviously, you're not going to start going back to the Greek, are you? Okay, you're not going to start coming into church and going, well, actually, when you look at the Greek, this one should have actually said that because you've got some sort of, you know, some sort of Greek lexicon somewhere or something else. Okay, if you come to our church, and again, like I said, I don't think anyone here would have this issue, but if you come to our church with a false Bible perversion, we will happily swap it for you, and we will happily bin, or if you'd like, burn it in the car park as well, your false Bible, okay? We will happily do that, and, and when people do come in, again, it's not to shout them or anything else, just ushers especially offer them a real Bible, yeah? Have a little glance at the spine, you know, because again, with time, we're going to have people coming in here, and... and Again, we don't want anyone sitting there with an NIV, NASV, RSV, you name it, whatever perversion it is. We don't want them sitting there with that in this church. <clears throat> Although saying it could be a nice exercise in showing how false it is to go through some verse. But anyway, we don't want that. Okay, so we believe that. Turn to Acts chapter 5. Acts chapter 5. In this church, we go door-to-door -door soul winning, don't we? Okay, we knock on doors and we preach the gospel. Acts 5.42 says, And daily in the temple and in every house, they cease not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. So a, a good church member will regularly go soul winning. Okay, a good church member will regularly go soul winning, will want to go soul winning. And when they don't want to go soul, soul winning, will still go soul winning, won't yeah. they? Okay, that, that's how a good church member should behave. Yeah. Okay, but with that, guys, try and try, and, and look, I understand, some people live some distances, some people have some, some things where they can't, but try if you can to get on board with the set soul winning times. Okay, because if, look, fine, if you can't make it, you can't do it. I much prefer you go soul winning than don't. 
But if you can make one of those times, sometimes it might be one person on their own that then can't go soul winning or at least is going out on their own, which isn't the biblical way and isn't so easy and is not going to be as effective because someone decides, well, I just prefer this time. I'll meet up with my buddy and go at that time. Yeah. So try and go with it. If you can't, you can't do it. I prefer you to go. I prefer you to go soul winning than not. But if you can make some of the times or make a way to make the times, it's also, it's nice to support other people soul winning. It's nice to have that time together to encourage each other. So we have them on the bulletin. We have set times if you can make them work please make them work if you can't you can't okay that, that, that's the way it goes but don't, I just hope we don't get to a point where people are like yeah not really that I don't know I don't know about that I prefer to just go with my mate down here you know because then you, you might be leaving someone out who's sitting there on their own who can't go now yeah okay so try and try and get on board the soul winning times um visitors and newcomers okay and I was saying this the other week and again some of this is just new to people I, I don't think we should just be going up to someone who's first time in a church going oh you're going soul winning would you like to go soul winning? Okay, for me, wait for them to ask. Look, we're all going. It's pretty obvious. We've got soul winning times that are read through the bulletin every time. We make it clear we're going at 1 p.m. People are arranging people to go, but but let's let them ask. You want them to want to go, okay? And to what not, once they start feeling pressured, then you'll get people not coming to church. Yeah. Because I, I, if I come to this church, they're just going to force me to go. They might literally just be saved. They might not just be saved, but they might find that a bit, you know, that might be a big hurdle for them to cross. But with time, they're going to hear the preaching. They're going to see people going. They're going to be inspired by the people doing it, okay? So let's not, let's not question new people. So soul winning captains, please don't go up to new people and ask them if they're going. Wait for them to come to you, okay? If they, if they want to come, they're going to come up or they're going to ask someone, okay, how do I go soul winning? If someone asks that, again, if you're talking to a new person, don't just try and force them out soul winning. Okay, wait for them to want to and show, show an interest to want to do that. Okay, um, turn to John chapter 3. We're an independent fundamental Baptist church. We baptise here in water. Okay, we baptise here in water. Look at John chapter 3 and verse 23. John 3, 23. And John also was baptising in Anon near to Salem because there was much water there and they came and were baptized why was he baptized there because there was much water okay it wasn't so that he could just sprinkle a million people okay there was much water there because we believe in 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 immersion okay baptism by immersion now on that a good we believe that if you're saved you should get baptized we don't believe it has anything to do with salvation but we believe that you should get baptized so if you're saved a good church member will get baptized Okay, and if look, if you've been baptized when you were unsaved, then I believe you need to get baptized again. Yeah, okay, yeah. I think it's pretty clear it's baptism after belief. So if you've been baptized at some look, look, and, and if you might be sitting there, go, well, I think I'll just, you know, just well, maybe I was saved. But look, if you're not sure, just get baptized. Okay, there's nothing wrong with that, but God commands you to get baptized, right. doesn't He? So if you're at this church and you haven't been baptised and you're saved, then come and talk to me and, and we'd like to baptise you, okay? Good church member will get baptised and obviously we'll encourage other people to get baptised, yeah? Okay, turn to Romans chapter 12. I know this is a bit of a Bible flick here and, and a lot of individual verses, but there's a lot of points to cover here in the time. So turn to Romans chapter 12. We sing traditional hymns of the faith in, in this church, yeah? Romans 12 and verse 2 says, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So obviously don't come to church and start requesting your favourite contemporary Christian rock song or something else along those lines. Yeah, And again, I don't, I don't think we've had that. Probably you haven't had that yet. No. no but, <laughs> um, 
but but obviously don't do that okay so so we don't believe in being conformed to the world we believe in traditional hymns of the faith yeah for us the doctrine is very important isn't it in the hymns um and just on that as well because look hopefully it won't come soon but um but if you do end up needing a funeral at some point yeah, there won't be my way being played at your funeral, all right? Or any of the rest of it where, where everyone sits there and croons along to some old, you know, some old jazz favourite or anything else. Look, you know, and, and same with weddings. I've been talking about this a bit with weddings, okay? Look, it's pretty simple. If you want an independent, fundamental Baptist church wedding, as our church will do it, yeah? Uh, and again, any, any, you know, kids take note to this as you get older as well. Look it's traditional hymns okay or it's traditional wedding march and tradition and that's it okay they're the options okay so don't start you know sending lots of different contemporary songs or anything else okay that's not how it works or or, or you can do your own your own wedding look we, we don't agree with that sort of music so we're not going to do that at a church wedding okay so we sing traditional hymns of the faith here as well okay that's part of us being an independent fundamental baptist church okay turn to second timothy four We believe in biblical preaching here. Turn to 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 2. The Bible reads, Preach the word, be instant, in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. So we believe in preaching the word of God. We believe in preaching it here, okay? It's not all just a little kind of seminar or something else. We believe in preaching, okay? As Timothy was clearly instructed to by Paul under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. But that means you're going to get rebuked and reproved sometimes, okay? That's what happens. When you come to a church where there's preaching, you're going to get rebuked, you're going to get reproved. You need to deal with it, okay? Look, I'm not expecting... Look, a good church member will be able to deal with that, okay? And to be honest, to progress in life, you need to be able to deal with that. I'm not expecting high fives after the sermon by, by someone whose toes have been trodden on. Okay, look, you know, it'd be nice if you did, but I'm not expecting that. You don't have to be fake, fake about it. But I would hope that within a short amount of time, you're going to get over, you know, the kind of the feeling of offence or anything else. Because God's word does that, doesn't it? It cuts yeah. to the heart sometimes, yeah? yeah? Okay, but, you, sh you, you know, good church members are able to deal with that, aren't they? Right. Able to deal with that and move on from that and understand and not, not, not get offended and not feel like, oh, he's just on at me. Look, I'm just preaching the Bible. I'm preaching what I see needs preaching in the church, okay? Uh, and, and, you know, I, I, I hope and pray that, you know, that, that the Holy Spirit fills me when I preach as well and I'm preaching what the Holy Spirit wants as well. Okay, so, look, with that as well, though, it's preaching. It's not a Q&A forum, okay? So just remember that. Look, look, it's, we're Baptists here, yeah? We're independent fundamental Baptists. It, it's nice when you're preaching here. Here's some agreement. Here. Here's some amens and, and other such things. Don't start trying to get too involved to the point where you're questioning and pulling up new things in, in the preaching. Okay? And I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying we've necessarily had that, but just, just bear that in mind because it can be, it, you know, you want to try preaching you know, week in, week out, our sermons. And, it, you know, there can be distractions when you preach and it can be hard if someone suddenly just pulls out a question in the middle of your preach or something else. So, agree, sure, but it's not a Q&A forum, okay? This, isn't, this, is, this is someone preaching to you, okay? And that's the same, whoever, whoever preached in the future as well. And with that as well, with distractions, look, I'll say it again, lateness when you're preaching, okay? When you're preaching and suddenly someone walks in, you can be in the middle of a thought and it can distract you for that second. On that as well, you know what also distracts you? And you, I, I know you'll find this, men, as you start to preach more in the future. When you're preaching and then someone 
two, three, or whoever walks in halfway through, a quarter of the way through, they might have just missed some really important point, which explains your next points. And in your mind, it starts going through your mind, well, they don't, they haven't heard the beginning of that point, you know, and then it, it can make you just feel a little bit off sometimes, a bit like, do I need to go over that again now? And you, look, lateness is, a, is, is an issue, okay? And, and look, you know, you're being preached to here. If you miss part of a sermon, you could be missing a vital part, which explains the rest of the sermon, can't you? Yeah. Okay, so please, like, it, it, look, it's not, it's, look, it's 10.30. It's not the crack of dawn, okay? Okay, with that as well, because we have, what we have here is we, we, we have a buzzer for people that are late. That means that the usher's now missing part of the sermon as well, okay? So whoever's going down and, and, and opening the doors, and look, Again, before I carry on with this, I understand there can be emergencies, there can be problems, there can be issues, okay? And look, the odd one-off thing is one thing, but if you're regularly late, look, you need to sort that out because yeah. basically you're missing out on part of the sermon, you're distracting me, you're, you're making, you know, you're, you're at least distracting me. If not, starting to change bits of the sermon, thinking, do I, you know, your mind starts racing while you're preaching and, of course, the person that's having to let you in as well, okay? And, and it can distract many. It's not the sort of church where you can just sneak in the back. And even then, you're missing out, okay? And, and look, as a preacher, you see it all, okay? Right. Okay, um, on that as well. You, by the way, yeah, and by the way, because I'm going to explain a few things in a minute anyway. You know there are churches that lock the doors once the sermon starts? There are, there are many churches. Like in fact, I heard a preacher not long ago talking about when he turned up late to preach and got locked out. And the usher wouldn't, <laughs> I don't care who you are. And he's like, well, you, don't, you know, don't care. You know, you're not coming in, shut the door, walked off. Said it, you know, that's the rule here. Okay, so he ended up not preaching the sermon because he was locked out of that church, okay? Look, some churches are strict with that. And I've been at old IFB churches where, look, if, you, if they hear a pin drop, you see them looking around. Like, you, your kid even, like, just coughs in the sermon and they're, like, they're starting to get a bit distracted and wound up by it, let alone people just piling in and walking in and ushers getting up and opening doors. Okay, so, look, look, really need to sort that out, yeah? Like I said, if it's an emergency, if there's a one-off, there can be issues, there's traffic. I know people can travel from far, but please try your best for that, okay? Um, okay, turn to 1 Timothy chapter 2. 1 Timothy chapter 2. <clears throat> okay, we believe in the men preaching and teaching in the church, yeah. okay? We believe in the men preaching and teaching the church. Turn to 1 Timothy 2 and from verse 11, where the Bible reads, Let the woman learn in silence with all subjection. But I suffer not a woman to teach, nor to usurp authority over the man, but to be in silence. For Adam was first formed, then Eve. And Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived was in the transgression. Okay, with that as well, silence, that means not calling out in the preaching women. Okay, that means not calling out however much you just want to get involved, however much you feel that burning desire to shout a loud amen or something else. It means not calling out in the preaching, okay? That's what, you know, you, and, and look, you might think, well, why? Why can't a woman? Because, look, some people will, will amen point, look, and, and, you know, people will amen points, which, and I'm not saying they will, but that can kind of make a bit of a point, can't it? Okay, they're basically showing their support. They're almost teaching themselves to a small degree on that point sometimes. And it's not just amens and other things they might call out for a point which wasn't maybe a point to amen, but they want to amen that point to highlight that point to everyone else that they really agree with that or something else. Look, that is a minor, small amount of teaching. Women aren't to teach, okay, in the church, okay? They're to learn in silence. So a good church member... A good female church member isn't trying to test it. Well, what, what can I say? Or what could I just call out? No, just, just keep quiet. Yeah. 
Keep yeah. quiet and ask your husband afterwards. Mm. Okay, it's pretty simple, isn't it? We, we just follow the Bible. We believe the right. fundamentals of the Bible. Okay, and, and it might not jive with today, but we don't care, do we? Because yeah. we're independent fundamental That's Baptists. Good. Amen? Okay, so that doesn't mean, though, women, that doesn't mean that once you're out of these four walls, there's now time to make up for. Okay, that doesn't mean now I'm outside of here and now I can start teaching the church. And look, there's a danger of that with social media, isn't there? Okay, because there's a danger of that where women then decide, right, now I'm outside the church, now I can start posting stuff on the social media, on the group chats, everything else, things that I want people to listen to, things like, look, you're teaching. Okay, I don't, I don't agree with it. I don't like it. And, and I, we, women are not to teach. Okay, and, that, and that's in the church. The church is a congregation, isn't it? Not, oh, well, you're outside these four walls. Now you can teach everyone. Okay, now it's time to start telling and teaching doctrine and teaching this and telling people what you sh they shouldn't, shouldn't listen to. No, the Bible says not to teach. Okay, it's pretty simple, isn't it? Okay, men, look, we as men and husbands here, look, sometimes you have to, you have to explain that to your wife. Okay, and we, to be a good leader, you have, to, you have to make it clear to them that, look, that, that's what has to happen in the church and as a congregation. Okay, that's pretty obvious. Right, turn to Deuteronomy 22. Deuteronomy chapter 22. There are clothing standards in our church. Okay, there are clothing standards in our church. Deuteronomy 22 and verse 5 says, A woman shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man, neither shall a man put on a woman's garment, for all that do so are abomination unto the Lord thy God. Right, we don't have a rule where the usher won't let in a person if they're, if they're dressed like a man, yeah? And that's what wearing trousers and jeans and whatever it is, is, is dressing like a man, ladies, okay? We're not going to ban someone from coming here, but please, a good church member wouldn't test the boundaries, would right. they? Okay, good church member is, well, let's see what I can get away with. You know, let's see what I can push while I'm here. Let's see, you know, because we believe that women should adorn themselves in modest apparel, don't we, here as well? So don't women come here thinking, well, let's see how much I can push that. And what, what look, that, that's not a good church member, is it? Okay, a good church member just, just listens, to the, listens to what the Bible says, listens to the rules, of, but, sorry, not rules, but listens to the standards that we want to keep at this church. Look, we get a new person, we're not going to say anything, yeah? Especially new believers, etc. People that have been at other churches, okay? They don't understand that because a lot of the time they haven't really had the word of God preached to them, have they? Okay, but... We believe, and if we set the standard here, people will quickly realise, won't they? Okay, look, you know, we, we don't want to show nakedness. That means women not skirts up above your, your knees. That means that we don't want to be flaunting, you know, try, trying to basically have people staring at us. Okay, and same with men here as well, you know. Let, let's just have some standards when we come here, men. Yeah, let's just dress, dress smart and come to church. You're, you're, basically, you're in the house of God. Yeah, the, the pillar and ground of the truth. And, and look, I, I, again, there's no dress code, but... For me, I, I, look, long before I was preaching, I, I wanted to dress smart. I've always dressed smart when I've gone to church. Okay, now, look, if you don't want to, you don't want to. That, that's up to you, yeah? But, let, look, there's certain things that we don't want to see, okay? And obviously, that's going to be nakedness. That's going to be provocative clothing, etc. okay? Yeah. And, look, if you can't afford clothing, that's fine. We're not going to judge people for that, are we? Okay, that's clear. James 2, I think, says that clearly, doesn't it? We're not going to say, oh, well, we don't want that person here because they can't afford smart clothing. But, look, you know... A lot of the time, people will come in in very unsmart clothing, which is quite expensive, isn't it? Okay, and look, we just want to encourage that. We encourage that by the way we behave. So, on that as well, if you want to help out in the church, ushers, money collect, uh, money collecting, um, 
the Bible and obviously song, song leading as well, then you need to wear a tie. Okay? Fortunately, we had a nice uh, offering by, by Brother Dan a while back. We got a box of all sorts of <laughs> ties. Some were a little bit dodgy. <laughs> but, but there's a few all right ones in there, aren't there, boys? Yeah? So, um, look, if you need a tie, you haven't got a tie, please put one on. But if, you know, we just want to keep those standards up when, we're, when you're doing a job in the church. Look, I'm not saying everyone has to wear a tie if they come to church. But if you're doing one of those particular jobs in the church, then we want you to wear a tie. Yeah? Make it clear. That, that you're that that you're you know basically part of the team at that point yeah and part then the team of this church wears wears a tie okay right they're all for me they're all classic independent fundamental baptist um you know church do's and don't or mainly do's there aren't they and how we behave how what we believe and everything else yeah take away like that that shouldn't have anything to do with whether you're what you call a new ifb or old ifb or anything else they should be saying now obviously there are some wicked churches aren't there that have just gone into liberalism and and have lost half of that and i, I was at a church which claimed to be an independent fundamental baptist church and they had like a prayer thing where this you know every time the pastor's wife was praying 10 minute prayers doctrine and all sorts in there like that's wicked yeah the bible's clear about that isn't it but but you know, usually th that stuff you should find in most independent fundamental Baptist churches. But we've obviously, we, we also feel, you know, as what we would describe as new independent fundamental Baptists, we believe that, that we've improved on some things as well, haven't we? Okay, because things can always be improved, can't they? Um, and, and this one, though, is something that was in successful IFB churches. Excuse me. So this was in successful independent fundamental and still in. So... If a church is successful, this, this needs to be, for me, the format, okay? But sadly, it's something that's becoming rarer now when you look around these churches. And so this is more distinctive now with new independent fundamental Baptist churches. And that is, if you turn to Hebrews chapter 13, we believe in a pastor-led church, okay? We believe in a pastor-led church here. We believe in strong leadership. Okay, we, we don't have some sort of committee. We don't have the members voting things in and out of the church. That's not that's not how it works in our sort of church. Okay, and, and look, many people have been to probably spent time at other churches that do things other ways. Yeah, where the deacons basically decide what, in in essence, what is and isn't preached. Okay, they'll have a group where they call them the elders, and they basically tell the pastor what he should and shouldn't do. That's not how it works in our sort of church. Okay, so. Hebrews 13 and verse 7 says, Remember them which have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation. Right, notice there that they have the rule over you. Okay, they have the rule over you. This is in the church, and obviously when it comes to church matters. Okay, we're not, this isn't in your homes. This isn't in your jobs. Yeah, I'll preach stuff, which, which I believe you should implement in your home and in your jobs. But I have no, no, I have no ruling there, okay? But, but here, remember them which have the rule over you. When you come to this church, you're coming under the rule of our pastor, Pastor Thompson, okay? When you come into this building and when you come to church and when you're anything to do with church matters, you're under the rule of our pastor, Pastor Thompson, okay? That's pretty clear. And when he's not present, me, okay? Okay, I'm, I'm the man on the ground as he describes it. I'm leading this church and ruling this church. Look, I'm, oh, he's getting so puffed up. No, that's what the Bible says, yeah? I'm ruling this church for Pastor Thompson, okay? When he's not here, and sadly, he lives in the States. Well, maybe not sad for him, but for us. So he's not here most of the time, okay? 
Now, you might sit here and think, yeah, look, we, we get it, brother Ian. You know, Pastor Thompson's decided the church service format. You preach the sermons, print the bulletins, set the dates. Yeah, we get it. Okay, but being a good church member by submitting to leadership is more than that, isn't it? Okay, it's more than just, well, okay, we come here and we sit through and we put up with what he does. You know, Hebrews 13, 17. So you're in Hebrews 13. Go to verse 17 where it says, Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls as they that must give account that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. Amen. Okay, notice those words, obey and submit there. Okay, you see those words there? Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves. The ones that us husbands love to remind our wives about those words. Obey and submit, yeah. Okay, we're told to submit ourselves to those that have the rule over us, okay? Look, you, you might sit here and go, oh, this is a bit strong. You know, what do you mean submit? Well, and you might be sitting here thinking, oh, oh well, I'm a bit of a rebel though, you know? I, I'm not used to being submissive, you know, because I'm too much of a man to submit to someone, you know? Well, then get right with God. Right. Yeah, get right with God if yeah. you can't submit to leadership, Amen. okay? Because that means you're the problem. It's not, yeah. it's not anything else. You're the problem. 1 Samuel 15, 23 says, you don't have to turn, it says, for rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he hath also rejected thee from being king. Obviously, talking to Saul there, Samuel. But look, Saul is a good example, isn't it, of someone that messed up. That's the same man of God that did some wicked, wicked things, didn't he? Yeah. Okay, and that starts with rebellion. And rebelling and not being able to submit to leadership is a problem. No one's looking at you going, oh, what a, what a strong guy. You know, he, no, people are looking at you thinking, what a poor Christian. What a poor church member. If you can't submit, you need to sort yourselves out. You need to get right with God. Okay, because it, it's a big problem. It's a big problem in churches. And that's why so many churches have failed today because people won't submit to the leadership and the leadership won't try and instill it because they just want to be everyone's mate, everyone's buddy. I don't really want to, you know, offend people or anything else. No, that's not how a church runs. There has to be leadership in every area of life, doesn't there? Yeah. Okay, now with that, how does that work then in a church? Because, okay, this isn't a marriage, yeah? I'm not saying that you have to cook my dinners or anything else, although the odd one wouldn't hurt. No, but okay, I'm not saying that, am I? What am I saying then? Well, firstly, let's make sure that people are addressed properly in our church, okay? So our pastor is called Pastor Thompson or Pastor Aaron Thompson, yeah? Notice the word pastor, and that includes other pastors, okay? So when you refer to pastors, a good start is make sure you use the right term. So don't just talk to that, like refer to them as their surname, like like these reprobates do online that just cannot address them as their proper address name is. Look. Show them the respect that they have earned. Like these men have earned, earned, I believe they've earned a lot of respect. Yeah. And you know what? I've, gone, I've been this under some pretty bad pastors and I've still called them pastor. Okay? Yeah. Pastor. Pastor this, pastor that. That's how we show respect to start with. I'm either Brother Ian or Brother Tavner. Okay? I'm not, I'm not you know, mate or, or, you know, or Ian or bro or anything else. I'm Brother Ian or Brother Tavner, okay? Because I'm your leader at this church and it will help you get, get that, your head around that, okay, in this church. So, let, again, look, these are things some of you might not have known. This is what, how we want it going forward, okay? Speak to me then with that respect. Obviously, speak to our past with that respect. Right. And that goes for kids, by the way, too. Okay, so any of you kids, if I'm going to, uh, and look, when you come into this church and I say hello to you and I greet you, I expect you to, to be polite back, okay, not just ignore me, not when I say, are you, oh, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm fine, and then walk off, 
Okay, that's rude. Sort yourselves out. And also, it does make me wonder when when the kids are getting older. Then I start to wonder, well, is there a problem? Are the parents not 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 maybe so respectful? Where where but outside of these walls, kids be respectful at church, and not just to me to everyone. Yeah. To every adult in this church, you should be respectful. You should answer back when people talk to you. You should be polite to them. Okay, kids, that's clear. Okay, don't ignore. And that goes for my wife too, kids. So when you're, you're playing your board games and my wife comes up and says, kids, you need to tidy up or kids, you need to put that away now. You don't ignore her. You say, yes, either Miss Lisa, Mrs. Taverner, Sister Lisa, something with respect. And, you, and, and that's, how you, that's how you reply to my wife. Okay? And that goes, for, obviously, for everyone else as well. Okay? Show respect. Show respect when you're in this church because we're leading this church. Amen. And if you can't do that, then why are you in this church? Mm-hmm. Why are you here? if you can't respect the leadership and that includes kids as well okay mate you, you need to respect it and and look that that's adults in general we all need to show respect to each other don't we Amen. okay but especially the leadership needs that because how are we going to submit to leadership in a church if no one can respect the leadership Amen. okay and like i said kids especially that turner first peter 3 8 says finally be ye all of one mind having compassion one of another love as brethren be pitiful be courteous we need to be polite don't we polite courteous to each other and obviously to the leadership in this church as well that means but the, the, under the under submitting to leadership especially here that means not criticizing or or basically really publicly questioning at all church policies okay you're a guest you're you're at this church this church is being led and run for you to come to Okay, that doesn't mean that you start picking on things and pulling out things and questioning and interrogating me about stuff. Okay, that's not how you behave in a church if you're submitting to leadership or you're saying you can't submit. Okay, and we'll talk about that in a minute if if that's where you are. Putting pressure on on myself and my wife to add new ministries. Okay, look, we'll add ministries as and when we as a leadership think they're ready to be be added. Okay, we'll add extra things. Look, no problem. If you want to come up and say, oh, look, look, this is a really good idea, but leave it at that, yeah? Okay, don't start trying to, trying to dictate what the church should and shouldn't do because you're not submitting to leadership there, are you? And look, Pastor Thompson, I discuss with him many things. He'll make it clear if there's something he wants me to do, okay? Look, ideas are fine. Don't start putting pressure on. That means don't organise your own ministry, okay? You cannot organise your own ministry. You can't just decide, right, we're going to do a weekly this or two. If it's a church thing and it's only church people and it's church members, you're organising your own ministry outside of the leadership, aren't you? Okay, what, that needs to go to the leadership. That's to suggest you wait for the leadership to do it. Okay, that, that, that's not submitting to leadership. And you might think, well, well, what if it's something outside church? Look, if you want to meet up with your mates, fine. You start actually setting a day that this is when we're doing some sort of homeschool this or kids out or this is when we're doing a men's thing or, or whatever else. You, you're, out, you're out of bound there, aren't you? Because this is a church. This church it has to be run for leadership. You could, surely everyone here could see how that could end up in the future. Yeah? Okay, we need to start as we mean to carry on, as we want to carry on with this. Okay, then when you come to the church that I run for Pastor Thompson, okay, with the support of my wife, when you come here, treat it with respect. Okay, treat the church with respect. Look, I don't care how how old the building is. I don't care that we've been given the building free for now. Treat it with respect. Yeah, because you're coming, like, you wouldn't walk into someone's house and treat it like, sadly, how a lot of people treat the church. Okay, treat it with respect. Try saying hello and goodbye, especially to the people that spend literal multiple hours and days every week making this church work. Yeah? Like, you'd be amazed how many people just disappear each week and you're like, where did they go? It's like you've literally spent how many hours preparing a sermon, 
sorting out the church, cleaning the church, doing all the other stuff that goes with it, paying him money, doing all the different things, trying to look for a new church, all the jobs that go along, and people will literally turn up and not even say a word to you and leave without saying a word to you. And I don't care if you're a wife either, say goodbye. You can say, you are allowed to talk to me, you know? Yeah, I'm not saying we need to go and have a private chat somewhere, but you are allowed to talk to me? Oh, well, my wife does it. You know, you've come, if you're not benefited at all, you're not, if you're not getting edified at all, find a new church. Yeah, try actually, you know, some manners. Because again, I look at that and I just think, do you really have respect for the leadership where you can't even say a word when you come in and you leave? Look, if I'm, if I'm occupied, I'm not saying you've got to wait, got to wait, you know, brother Ian's in there talking. Look, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying when it starts to be every week, and you're like, what on earth? You know, that's just weird. Okay, pick up after yourself. Yeah, please pick up after yourself. Look, it's one thing. Look, we'll, we run the hoover around, we tidy up at the end of the church, yeah. But when there's literal just rubbish, rubbish under chairs on the floors, ripped up, bulleted stuff. That's just, again, that's weird. Pick up after yourself, pick up after your kids. Okay, simple, is it? Show, treat the church with respect. Uh, or, or are you saying you either don't respect the church and that's the leadership as well? Whether it's me, Pastor Thompson, my wife. Look, with that, ask before you start rearranging furniture. I wouldn't come around your house and just start going, right, I'm going to put that there, do that there, and this is where I want to deal with this. So uh, this is where I want my kids. Ask. Yeah, it's pretty simple, isn't it? Let's get, let's, you wouldn't go to another church to do that. I hope you wouldn't. Maybe some people would. Okay, but look, ask before you start changing things in the church, rearranging things, doing things your own way. And look, now this one's going to be unpopular. Okay, and look, look, hear me out. Ask before you throw mini birthday parties. Okay, and I'll, tell you, and I'll tell you why. This is Pastor Thompson's rule. And I didn't understand. He told me this at first. And I thought he meant, he said, look, you can't start letting people host birthday parties at the church. And I thought he meant, on a separate day, okay? So that was an obvious man. He's saying, he's saying, no, not in, not like after church, cakes come out and everything else. Now you're thinking, well, why? Why, why can we not do that? And look, again, I, I don't, maybe people weren't aware of this because I didn't understand, I, I thought he meant on a separate day. Reason being, yeah, he wants us to think like a big church. So what when we're running 150, 200, 250, okay? So what, we're gonna have a birthday every single week. Now, how many cakes are you gonna make for that? So then people start to get excluded, don't they? Okay, and, and on that as well, then you're deciding when you're doing it, at what time. Look, he said, no, you just can't, you can't do it. Wait a second, it's my kid's birthday, I'm coming to church, they want to have a cake. Firstly, you should run it by me anyway, but forget that. His rule is no, because, look, that's going to be a problem in the future. It could already be a problem at the beginning when certain kids might not be invited or might not hear about it. Or I mean, the other week, I didn't even have any idea. I just suddenly started hearing birthday, happy birthday being sung. I'm sitting in the front of the church. You know, I leave the church, I don't even know that someone's doing that. Look, come, like, it should be talked about, but he says no. His rule is no, because it's just going to be a problem. There's going to be a problem in the future. People start to feel left out. You know, you won't be able to make enough cake for a church of 200, okay? And then you're just going to have it week in, week out. Happy birthday, happy birthday, cake's coming out, everything else. So he says no. Look, it might be hard. You, oh, but, but we've come to church. Look, church isn't, it's not a playground, okay? Yeah. Look. We, we want kids here, of course, yeah? And we want kids to have fun here as well. We want them to enjoy being at church. But ultimately, what's the main point of this is to build up the believer. This is to preach the word of God, okay? For believers to come together. So it's not, well, look, if their birthday falls on, on, on church day, well, cool, look, we'll sing happy birthday to them. Look, they can have a nice day. You don't have to go soul winning. If you want to go in the week or you don't want to go that week, well, that's up to you. Go out, do something, okay? But this isn't obviously just a place for, for, for kids' parties and everything else okay right 
Respecting the rules, that includes opening and closing times. I spoke about that the other week, okay? If you respect the leadership, you're just gonna respect the rules. You're not gonna dig out about it. You're not gonna have problems about it. You're not gonna be constantly, you know, like, like just seem irritated and pushing it to the last minute. Look, look, I, look, I don't wanna say this, but you, you have no idea the work that goes into running, running a church, yeah? I, I don't think anyone here could, could believe, yeah? The amount of work and stress and effort and, and goes in, yeah? I don't want people to make me feel like I'm out of order, me and my family, because we, we, there's only an hour after church till we're gonna clean the church and leave, okay? Because look, Sunday we're whacked. Every Sunday we're, it's hard. You would try preaching two sermons and going soul winning, yeah? Like let, let alone the rest that goes with it, okay? Like, so again, if you respect the leadership, you're gonna respect that. And you're actually gonna, you know, you're gonna actually want, you, you don't want me to do it with grief. You want me to do it with joy, don't you, okay? Because Hebrews 13, 17 says, Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls, as they that must give account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. For you. Okay, if, if, if it's a grief and it's a problem, if it gets to the point where we're just like, we can't do this anymore. Yeah, or, or, like, that's going to be a problem. Yeah, or if it gets to a point where, where I just like, I don't have the time because of all the other grief to, to spend time on, on trying to write a sermon which I think is going to edify and help. Yeah? Like, and, and, and the rest of it. If I'm constantly annoyed, I'm starting to get more and more irritated with things and people that just can't submit, can't, can't follow the leadership, it's, 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 you can imagine all the knock-on effects that's going to have. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. And, and like I said, a knock-on effect is, is eventually for the whole church, isn't it? The whole church is affected by that. Okay, which now leads me on to one of the clear differences with an NIFB church, New Independent Fundamental Baptist Church. Turn to Matthew chapter 19. We're a family-integrated church, okay? We're a family-integrated church here. We don't send the kids off to some downstairs dungeon where... You know, where some weirdo that no one's ever met is going to look after your child for, for an hour and a half during the service so that, the, you know, so that it can, you can hear a pin drop in the, in the auditorium. Okay, we don't believe in kids down there colouring in pretty pictures of Jesus in a dress with long hair and everything else, okay, and while they sing, you know, songs. Look, and probably I'd imagine most people have heard preaching understand reasons why, um, why we don't do that, why, you know, and there's some obvious reasons and there's some safety issues as well with that because that's been a massive issue in the past, isn't it, in many churches, sadly, that's where people will infiltrate. Um, but regardless, regardless, we believe that kids need to hear the word of God, don't they? Okay, and they need to learn to, to, to be able to listen to the word of God. And look, and with that, there'll be kids that, that you know, that might be a battle that a mum and, you know, mum and dad might go through for a bit longer with a younger kid to get them to sit and listen. And some might be quick with that. They might be slow with other things, okay? And look, but we believe ultimately you want your kids to eventually be sitting in here, okay? And sitting in here and just being able to sit and listen. Because then they're going to be set up well for life, aren't they? And not be at a fun centre church where they're, where they're making, you know, making like I said, pretty pictures downstairs, and then suddenly they turn to an adult and it's like, well, where's all the fun gone, you know? Look, the, the church is a serious business, isn't it? Look, we have some fun sometimes, but it's serious business. Okay, Matthew 19 and thir verse 13 says, Then were there brought unto him little children that he should put his hands on them and pray, and the disciples rebuked them. And Jesus said, Suffer little children and forbid them not to come unto me, for such is the kingdom 
of heaven. Okay, Jesus doesn't want us to restrict them. Jesus, they're not a problem. Oh, we don't want the kids anywhere near. Oh, they might make a noise. Oh, they might di distract. Or no, look, we want the kids here, don't we? We don't want to forbid them from coming and hearing the word of God and being part of the church service. But there are obviously rules still for the kids here, aren't there? Okay, there are rules here. How they behave is even more important when they're representing this, what is a rarer way of doing things amongst churches, isn't it? Okay, by having them within the service, by not having separate children's ministry where, you know, they, they do all, 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 all the modelling and whatever else they're making and cutting and all of that stuff. Okay, so, okay, it's, it's important. And look, how they behave, again, I'm not talking about one, two, three, even sometimes for you. It can take a while sometimes with some kids. I'm not talking about that, okay? But with the older kids especially now is what I'm talking about. Okay, and, and look... Getting, getting trained, okay? Kids should be, should be trained, yeah? We, we, look, some of them will take a while to break with certain things, okay? But just keep going. Persevere. If, you, if that's a problem you're having with a young child or whatever else with certain issues, just keep going. Persevere, okay? We want them to be able to sit here without distractions, without being fed, you know, just be able to sit and quietly listen to the service, okay? Now, older kids, though. Older kids. Okay, you're in a church here, okay? That means not running around in the church again it's hard look okay we don't have a big fellowship area we are going to have that when we move okay that's one of the criteria for the new church we are going to have a fellowship area but until then you have to just learn to respect this this area there's expensive equipment here as well okay so when you're tearing it about there are people that, that don't want you charging into them some of you bigger kids as well okay there's stuff here that there's plenty of hazards anyway so kids running around, tearing it about. And, and to be fair, we haven't had a big amount of that. And, and look, you know, some of them, they've been sitting there playing board games and that's probably been, a, you know, in a way been good. But, but respect the fact that we don't have room for a load of tables here as well. So you should be able to come to church and not play a board game every single week and then people can't sit down and use a table or anything else, yeah? Okay, but fighting. Okay, fighting in church. And I, I want to especially talk talk here like look older kids yeah there should be no reason why there should be no reason why kids should be hitting other children at all yeah. uh, younger they might need a bit of training with that when you get older if you're hitting attacking grabbing threatening or anything else younger kids like you, you need you need to sort that out quickly and parents obviously we, we as all parents need to sort that out don't we with our kids because really any other situation that's assault isn't it okay if i was walking up and grabbing people in here and you know they get you know brother who would say brother John just wound me up just now and I just went over and just gave him a dig and went sharp John you know and like that it'd probably dig me back but it, you know it, it's going to be a problem is and, and I'm not going to do that and look that means kids you need to not be doing that either okay if that's the way you try and respond to younger kids or even kids your own age or whatever else look you need to say that especially not in a church I don't want to get to a point where kids don't want to be here because they're worried and they start to get scared they start to feel like that kid I need to I'm a bit wary around that kid we, they, we want to have a happy atmosphere here so kids no fighting in the church obviously in the church but even when you're outside there and this includes soul winning marathons we're representing the church aren't we I was at I, we were at, uh, the last one we were at we we're in the park a lady asked me in the car but what's going on here so I told her you know that we're a church blah 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 and and you know, some, look, it wasn't that bad, but some of the kids were literally like, 
bright red, like trying to swing the swings as far as they could. There was rubbish strewn everywhere when, when we left and everything else. It wasn't a good good advertisement, I don't think. Look, we're, we're out here soul winning. Look, kids, yeah, they want to play. I understand that, okay? But just make sure that you're, you're, you are representing the church, okay? Obviously, in the church as well. There are people that will come to this church that have never been to a church where it's family integrated, okay? Well, you're, you're, you're advertising our type of church, okay? Um, right, obviously on soul winning marathons as well. So... With that, though, same with Shaw Foundation Baptist Church, Vancouver, okay? So if anyone wants to criticise, oh, well, it's just, you know, Ian and Lisa, the way they want to raise their kids. No, this is exactly the same at other churches, okay? We have to watch your kids, okay? Watch your kids. I'm not saying you have to follow your 10, 11, 12, 13, whatever you hold around, you know, and not let them literally out of your sight. Because obviously that would be pretty hard in a place like this. But you should be aware of what they're doing the whole time, okay? Whatever age they are, especially when they're young, because there is hazards, there's dangers. I've, I've personally stopped children from hazards here multiple times and the parents don't even know where they are. Look, it's not us being weird. It's not us being helicopter parents, whatever the buzzword is for people that watch their kids. The other church is the same, exactly the same at Shaw Foundation in Vancouver as well. They're constantly on at parents to watch your kids. Know what your kids are doing because it's a church and because kids will get up stuff. Just, just, just a couple of things, okay? I've found now on a couple of weeks running toys that have been thrown out the window right where my van is out of that window there. Now, who's doing that? Now, kids, I'm not asking you to raise your hand if you are, but what I am saying is that parents, we should be aware, shouldn't we? And look, if you find your parents do that, they should get a thrashing for that. And, and, and that shouldn't be happening. And, and we should be aware, shouldn't we? You know, I hope to God it wasn't one of my kids. But, <laughs> but seriously, I know it's not one of my kids. You know, I know that's not. So look, and it's not to pull up. Look, my kids are going to misbehave, yeah? All of our kids here are perfectly able to, to misbehave, aren't they? Okay, no one's got perfect kids here, but we want to be able to catch that out when they do. Okay, and obviously we should be able to go up to someone and say, look, your, your, your kid's done this, your kid's done that. Please don't be shy to do that because it's the only way sometimes as parents we're going to know because we can't have eyes in the back of head. Some of us have quite a few, few kids here. But please be aware. Please at least know or want to know where your kids are. For example, kids just helping themselves to boiling water. There was, you know, one like just didn't like a drink, poured it in the bin. You know, like a hot, a full cup of full mug of like stuff like that. Like, don't do it. Yeah, like if you're doing that, kids. Like, like if you if you have no idea, they just help. Look, let's hot boiling water there. You know, kids, look, they're clumsy. They, we all know that, don't we? We don't just leave them to it. Look, these slightly older kids. Okay, it's not so bad. But that's up to you as a parent to decide that. With or, or I'll make a rule that just no kids. But younger kids. Like just helping themselves, making their own drinks, making their own teas and coffees, and just like like that ain't that don't happen in other churches. Yeah. Most churches won't let you help yourself to your teas and coffees, okay? And look, we can do that, and we just have a rotor if you want, and just have you can only have something served because it's it's a church, you know. That's not we're trying to be nice with that. Some people seem to have quite a coffee addiction, or it is. We're trying to be like welcoming and you know and accepting of that. But on the same side, look, have some rules for your kids. That goes with biscuits. Like, every time we've bought biscuits in, the kids are just hammering them. But, but look, tell your kids, one biscuit, that's it. You know, if you don't, whatever your rule is, but, but you, need to, you need to know what your kids are doing. Be on your kids at this church, please, guys, okay? Okay, obviously, look, I know this is unpopular, a lot of this stuff, but it's important, isn't it, okay? Right, turn to John chapter 2, okay? John chapter 2. 
we don't make, buy, sell, or do business in this church, okay? Again, something that, that should be amongst all churches, but sadly it's not, is it? John chapter 2, verse 16, Jesus said, and said unto them that sold doves, take these things hence, make not my father's house and house of merchandise. Okay, so I obviously won't be selling my new book on why Jews are God's chosen people, okay? <laughs> I'm not going to be trying to sell that with the pre-orders and everything else, but, but that goes for everything, doesn't it? And I'm, look, it is wicked what goes on a lot of churches with their bookstalls, with their coffee and tea, you know, have a much share. Oh, well, it's only 20p to pay for the cost. You're still, what are you doing? You're still selling things right. in the house of God. What is wrong with you? And it doesn't matter whether it's outside and, oh, well, it's in the fellowship area or anything else. Obviously, we don't do that. We're not going to have a bookshop downstairs or when we get a new building or anything else. Okay, books, Bibles, tea, coffee, obviously. But as a, as a good church member, obviously, we don't want to talk business in the church, do we? Okay, we shouldn't be talking business, shouldn't be trying to, you know, organise, look, it's one thing to say, oh, okay, well, I might know something about that, let's talk about it later, let's talk about it at a later date, okay, we shouldn't be here trying to organise, trying to work out ways of making money off each other, employ each other, whatever it is, okay, this is not a house of merchandise, is it, okay, so we don't do that. Definitely don't come to this church thinking about networking or anything else. Okay, and again, I don't think we've got that going on here. But this this happens at churches. Right. They had it at, our, at you know at Shaw Foundation in Vancouver. They some sort of weird pyramid scheme or something. Someone was trying to push. People do this stuff. They come to churches to try and make money off people. Okay. Okay, so obviously we just need to nip that in the bud quickly. And if there's a problem with that, come and see me. And again, it, it eventually it comes down to covetousness. You're in the house of God and all you think about is your money. Like, that's a problem, isn't it? Okay, turn to Proverbs chapter 3. Last few, just a few more distinctives. Proverbs chapter 3. Okay, we believe in biblical tithing. One of the reasons why we don't have to sell the books and the teas and coffees. But look... <laughs> Proverbs 3, let's read it quickly first, uh, verse 9 to 10. Proverbs 3 and from verse 9. Honour the Lord with thy substance, with the first fruits of all thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Okay, who gets blessed for it? You do. Okay, you do. The tithe is 10%. And it's not something that people feel comfortable. <coughs> Some churches feel overly comfortable in preaching it and preach it all the time. <laughs> Other churches won't and feel like, well, I don't want to say anything. I've been to churches where, you know... It, it, really they're kind of they're, they're still with with like 50 60 members in a, in a school hall once a week still having to get paid by the by the you know they're sending church are still sending out a load of money and that's because because people aren't tithing and look here i think you know from what i can tell people people are pretty faithful with the tithe yeah but um we don't check up it's up to you okay it's between you and god right. i, I Look, for me, there's nothing in the New Testament to suggest that the tithe is finished. In fact, it started before the law, didn't it, with Abraham Mel uh, with Melchizedek. So, look, it, it's, it's up to you, isn't it? But as a, as a biblical church, we, we do encourage that, okay? So we're not going to be too shy to go, no, look, the, look, the Bible's clear. Yeah? You should be given the first 10% of your increase, okay? If you don't do that, that's up to you. You're still welcome at the church. There's no rule for that at the church. But I would suggest if you want the blessings of God, you should do that. Okay. Yeah. We believe in, in biblical tithing. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Okay, this is my last one here. And again, this is a, another distinctive with a new independent fundamental Baptist church and what we expect to be a good church member. We believe in church discipline. 
Okay, we believe in church discipline like the Bible says at this, uh, uh, in 1 Corinthians 5. Look from verse 11. But now I have written unto you not to keep company. If any man that is called a brother be a fornicator or covetous or an idolater or a railer or a drunkard or an extortioner with such an one, no, not to eat. For what have I to do to judge them also that are without? Do not ye judge them that are within? But them that are without, God judgeth. Therefore, put away from among yourselves that wicked person. Obviously, a good church member won't be on this list, will they? And they won't be just slightly on this list. Oh, I'm not sure. It depends how you look at it. Just don't be on the list. Yeah. Yeah? You want to be a good church member? Don't test the boundaries. Well, what's drinking and what's a drunkard? Just don't drink. Yeah? Yeah. The Bible's clear. Yeah? Wine is a mocker. Strong drink is raging. Whosoever is deceived thereby, thereby is not wise. Yeah? Why would you even look? You know, you're told not to even look upon the wine when it giveth its colour in the cup, when it moveth itself. Well, that's fermented alcohol. Yeah, just, just don't, just, you know, things like that, just, just tickle it. Then we don't have to sit there and wonder, well, now we've got to decide, are they a drunkard because they won't stop drinking? Look, things, and it's not just obviously a drunkard. A lot of people, that might be the one or the fornicator, yeah? Just make it clear. Look, if you're single and you're dating, you know, just make it clear. So there's no question. No one's sitting there going, oh, I don't know. There's a bit, look, no question. You're not a fornicator. Or you're going to get kicked out of the church. Or you're going to be told, make it right, yeah? Don't either, either stop shacking up together or or even giving the impression you are you know get married and within a short space of time you don't have to have some grand you know 50 grand wedding okay so worldly anyway all of that or or, or you're out okay and that goes for for the others that goes for you know for, for people that are covetous again just make it clear you're not yeah okay these these i would say like this list is like to be a good church member there should just be no doubt no one should be looking at you going well i don't know it depends how you interpret this there should just be no doubt yeah if you want to be a good church member there should, no one should be looking at you going is is he or she a fornicator are they covetous are they an idolater yeah and oh well you know we're not we're not worshiping so look look idolatry as well you can idol you can make idols of many things yeah just make sure that god is at the top yeah there's nothing that you're making idol and trying to put in front of god a railer okay and and look railing you know if you're making false accusations against people yeah at this church if you're if you're doing if you're railing about especially about the leadership and, and look on that yeah if anyone does any of this stuff drunkard extortion extortioner by the way sob stories i heard this talked about um I think uh, brother, brother Matthew Stuckey out uh, in Verity, Manila, he, he had a good angle on this, which was a guy that was basically just constantly telling everyone how skint he was and getting money off people. Well, that, in a way, that's, yeah. ex he's extorting them, isn't yeah. he? Right. Yeah, because he's making them give money because they think that, that he needs money and that he's giving them all these sob stories why he needs it. It's extortion. So that's another angle of that. But look, just make sure you're nowhere near that. But I would go on to say, yeah, that, that if... A good church member should come to the leadership about anyone that they think is on this list. Okay? Yeah. You're not, like I said, this isn't, I said this, the, you know, a little while ago before, this isn't gangland New York, this isn't the hood, this isn't, you're not going to be called a snitch or a grass, you know, or don't, gra don't grass in church, mate, going to get shanked for that. <laughs> Look, that, that's not how it works here, because a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. Okay, now I'm not saying we're all here trying to get, get dig up the dirt on him. Oh, I can get that one out of the church. No, I'm not. Obviously, not like that. But if there's a clear, blatant example of this, you should be coming to the leadership. Otherwise, you're a problem as well, aren't yeah. you? 
Okay, railing is a problem, isn't it? Railing and people who are, who are and I've talked about this before with whispering and slandering other people at church, that's railing as well, okay? And, that, and that's a, you know, that gets to the point where it's, that's, a church, that's an offence, you know? And that, that's then, right, get right or you're out, yeah? Okay, so, look, on that list though as well, so you should be coming, like, that includes Romans 16, uh, it turned out, actually, Romans chapter 16, <coughs> Sometimes we just go through 1 Corinthians 5, but Romans 16 and from verse 17 says, Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offences contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned and avoid them. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. If there are people causing divisions, whether it's through whispering or it's, or it's open rebellion, yeah, because that's going to cause division, isn't it? Open rebellion, being rebellious. Look, that's on that list, isn't it? That's, that's, that's another person that is going to get kicked out of the church, okay? Look, a good church member will mark them and talk to the leadership. Oh, well, yeah, they're a bit, yeah, they've been slagging off people for, for a while now. I'll just avoid them myself. No, because they're, they're a problem, aren't they? And then you become a problem if you're not making it clear. Because, look, we don't want this in this church. We want this, look, the devil's going to attack this church, isn't he? Okay, and look, we often just think, well, it's going to be the, you know, it's going to be some infiltrator, some Judas. And, and yeah, the, you know, obviously that's going to happen as well. But you know what? He can use saved people. Okay, he uses them, he, he, he will manipulate all the sin and everything else. Look, it, it, it happens at other churches. Well, look at Saul. I heard a, a good sermon on him recently. Look, look at Saul. How wicked did Saul become? Yeah. But is anyone questioning whether he was saved or not? No. How wicked did Saul become and how much of a problem did he, did he become? Okay, so it's not, oh, well, well, no, well, they clearly got people saved, so they can't be a problem. No, you can still get kicked out of church. In fact, 1 Corinthians 5 is talking about a brother anyway. Yeah. Okay, that's talking about a brother. Okay, and, and here, okay, you could say with Romans 16 that, okay, they serve not our Lord Jesus Christ but their own belly and by good words of fair speech to, to deceive the hearts of sin. But he's not saying, well, well if they're saved, let them cause divisions and offences contrary to the doctrine. Oh, well, as long as they're, you know, they're unsaved, then keep... No, look, if you're causing problems in the church, like, seriously, after this, after this sermon, it should be clear what should and should be done. Now, like I said, a lot of this might be new to you. Okay, and people that are feeling like, man, this is hitting me a bit here. I, I hope this is new to you. That's why. I hope it's just things you haven't thought about. I hope maybe you're just not used to how a church like this runs. Okay, remember Proverbs 9.8 says, Reprove not a scorner lest he hate thee. Rebuke a wise man and he will love thee. Amen. So I hope anyone that's feeling rebuked here is just thinking, look, okay, fair enough. I want to be a good church member. I want to make things work. I want to... I want to you know, be part of a good church, because this could be a great church, okay? Everything we're trying to do, we're trying to do everything biblical here, okay? So, it, look, you might sit there, oh, I remember my old church, or this church, or that church I've heard of, you know, you could do what you like in there. What sort of, uh, you know, horrible church is this? What sort of a power freak, you know, are you, you know, and everything else? No, we're just trying to follow the Bible. It's only going to work if we do it how the Bible says. Yeah. And you might have sat through this sermon and thought, this isn't the church for me. And if you have, honestly, there aren't going to be any hard feelings. And you're not going to get preached, and <laughs> I left the church. We're not going to all whisper, must, do, must be a backslider. If, because, look, it might not be. You might just decide, I cannot, I cannot deal with this sort of church. I cannot, I can't submit to, to Brother Ian. Yeah, that, that, no, look, I, I, I went soul winning in with, with him before. It's too weird that now he's, he's in leadership at the church. Can't do it. Well, then just leave the church. 
Like it's not, it's not, you know, do it politely. You know, I'll shake your hand and say, look, it's fine. It's not, look, no hard feelings. If you can't get on board with how a church like ours runs, don't come to church. And, and look, there are still a few churches with, with, with what seems to be the right gospel in the country. Go there and, and look, and I'm not going to be like, you know, <laughs> gone there. what sort of work are they doing for God? Look, it's better than you being here and being a problem. If you're here and you can't be part of the church as a church runs, you can't submit to the leadership, then don't be, don't be at the church. Yeah, and we look again. Like I said, you're not going to get preached about every week. Only every now and again. No, you are. You, okay, it's not going to happen. We're just okay. Fair enough. Yeah, no one's here. And if you feel like, you know, if you're here because you 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 know you feel like you have to be here because well everyone's going to think you know that I'm not wanting to live for God or you know I'll just have to keep quiet. Look, then you're better off not being here. If you don't want to be at a church, you're better off not being at church. I've been at church I don't want to be at. Okay, and out of necessity, and it's better that you're just not there. Yeah. Because in the end, it just starts to, everything starts to wind you up because really you don't, you don't support the leadership, you don't respect, you don't submit, you yeah. don't want to do, th- you don't agree with how the church does things. That you either just have to deal with it and just go, okay, it doesn't matter, I'm just going to submit, or just, just move on because you're going to affect everyone else, aren't you? Because it's not, it's not just you. It's not just, oh, well, yeah, me or my family or whoever it is. You know, I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, God's going to curse. Look, God's going to curse you if you destroy a church. God's going to curse you if you become a problem in yeah. a church, yeah? yeah. That, that, it's going to be a lot worse than you just moving on and going to, you know, maybe not repent of your sins, Baptist, but, you know, just somewhere where at least, at least you feel like they're saved. But hopefully, look, if you sat through this and thought, you know, look, I, I, that's what I want to do. I want to, I want to get on board with this. I want to be a good. I want to be a blessed in this church. It might take you, you know, maybe a day, two, week, to kind of, you know, th- get over it. Maybe not. Maybe people just sit here and go, yeah, fair enough. You know, I take all that on the chin. Yeah, okay, I can see how I could be a problem. Because look, bear in mind as well, yeah, as a leader of this church and Pastor Thompson as a pastor of this church, and considering how many problems, yeah, all good churches have had and continue to have with people, okay. Like, I'm not saying I'm just sitting here going, who's the next, you know, Judas? Who's the next, you know, Tyler Baker? Or, I'm not. But I tell you what, a lot of, some, a lot of the stuff here is stuff that, that, that they, you know, that people like that did, right. you know? Yeah. Okay, so you don't, you just want to be furthest from that. So that there's no, like, you don't want me thinking, oh, God, is this going to be like, going to be, is this the next person that's going to be making videos about us? You know, you don't, you just, you don't want to, you just want to be furthest from that, yeah? And just be a blessing right. to the church. Yeah. And if you sat here and thought, look, I, you know, I'm just going to carry on doing what's right in my, in my own eyes. I don't care. No, I'm going to carry on coming here. I'm just going to do it my way. Yeah, I don't care what you said. Then do everyone a favour and get out before I kick you out. Okay? And that, that, that's, that's the last thing I'll say on that. If you sit here and just think, yeah, whatever, mate. Yeah, I don't care. I don't listen to no one. Yeah? Then, then do everyone a favour and get out. Okay? Because if you don't, I'll kick you out. Okay? And, and, and I hope everyone here will, 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 will support me on that. And if they yeah. don't, they can get out as well. Yeah? Okay? But hopefully you're listening to this, you're thinking, no, I'll take this on the chin. You know, if, if any of these things have hit you there. Okay. And look, hopefully, you, you know, this is some areas. There'll be many other areas. This was kind of the shortened version. Because there's many areas that we should, you know, that we could behave in a church and, and help each other. But there's some key points there. Okay, key things that we need to get on board with for this church to run properly. Like I said, for people in the future as well, look, I, I don't care. I don't care if a new believer looks at this and thinks, oh, this is a bit hard line. Yeah, it's a church. Yeah. Because a good, a good biblical church is going to get attacked. Mm-hmm. It's going to get attacked from the unsaved and from the saved. 
There's going to be many ways to try and discredit the leadership, to try and discredit the leadership's family, to try and discredit, to try and whisper, to try and create bitchiness, to try, try and create uh, rebellion. Like It's going to happen, and the devil will do it however he can. And it's not just from, from the Judas Iscariot that, that walks in or that already walked in. That's not just the only way. There's many angles. And my job is to defend against all of that, okay? Okay, that's what I'm trying to do here. So, look, you, you need to help me with that, okay? Everyone here needs to help me. And then it will benefit all of us as a church, yeah? And we could, like I said before, we could have, this is the start of something that could be amazing. But we need to make sure we iron out all this stuff, okay? First Corinthians 14, 40, you don't have to turn it. It says, let all things be done decently and in order. And, and look, and that order of doing things is important for a church to be a success, isn't it? Okay, there's only one order, one way that things are going to work in a church, yeah? And that's, that's, however that's been handed down from the top. We all just need to get on board with that. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for, um, you know, all, all the, you know, the many clear doctrines that you've given us that, that we try and follow as a church here. And, and I pray that you help us to do things, you know, according to your will and that, we as a church will function and run as you'd want a church to do so and help me as a leader to, to, to encourage people to do that, to, to be you know, strong with people when I need to and obviously to, to be long-suffering with those that, that just need time to get things right. And, and, and please, you know, I pray that you just help everyone in this church here to, to want to, to be the best church members they can if they don't and if they don't to just you know make the right decision and say okay well this this church isn't for me and you know because ultimately we don't want to hinder your work and um, I pray that you know you you just help us with the day now you help us to to all start by being great church members by going out and getting people saved and help with the evening service with the baptisms and just help everything to go according to your will and in Jesus name we pray all of this Amen. Amen.